on today's show. Is it something or nothing? We'll talk about the Mavericks not wanting D'Angelo Russell, Kyrie Irving's impending free agency, and some playoff lessons we've learned. All that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Uh, join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer. Subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and comment anything below. Let us know what's one lesson you've learned from the playoffs so far from other teams that you think the Mavericks need to learn. Let us know. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's Prize Picks. Dot com promo code locked on if you want to support the show text us get text alerts from us and uh get alerts on mavs rumors and things throughout the offseason subscribe to our subtext click the link in the description below joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at mavs.com the weekend wonder the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris you know we uh we hop on hop on zoom no we're actually not even on zoom well, we hop on before video, uh, video chat yeah, before we hit record and, you know, we, we typically chat it up, you know, for a good little bit. Do we talk about the draft? Mm, not really. Do we talk about Kyrie's free agency? No. We talked for 15 minutes on Zelda. Oh, Tears of is the anybody, Kingdom. Is anybody else playing Zelda right now? Absolutely. There's there's It sold like 4 million copies in the USA in like the first two days or something. I'm trying to debate on whether I should get it or not. Let Isaac know. Nick. Let Isaac know how good Tears of the Kingdom is, and the because it's, is it it's better the, than the Avatar are, show? That's what I want. Stop! You're not allowed to compare anything to those things. Uh, my wife and I have gone back to like we've reverted back to like being children, where it's like okay, you can play for an hour, and then I get to play for an hour, and then you get to play for an hour, and then we can only be like have a timer and go back. <laughs> we reverted back to being kids again. And it's, what have you done it's more together? Play Zelda or? No, I'm just kidding. Or talk to each other. We've played Zelda more. Exactly. We've played Zelda more together than, than talking. Uh, today's episode, though, we're going to play a game called Something or Nothing. We're going to go through a bunch of stuff. I'm going to bring up stuff to Isaac and say if it's something or nothing. We got some rumors recently from Mark Stein. And uh, we'll talk about the Kyrie Irving IG Live from last week. We'll see if that's something or nothing. Luca running upstairs. Whoa. That's something or nothing. With a new haircut? And then I should do both. I should do both. I should do both. Uh, and then some stuff on the Mavs draft. And then I've got some playoff lessons that I think I've learned from teams. And we'll say if that's something or nothing for the Mavericks and what they can learn from it. So we'll do that a little bit later. But let's start here. Uh, Mark Stein says that while we await a clear indication about the Lakers' intentions, with no verifiable signal to date that the pursuing Kyrie Irving is among their offseason priorities, is that something or nothing? This is several times now we've heard that the Lakers are – there's no indication from the Lakers that they're pursuing Kyrie Irving. Is that something or nothing still? This is part of their chess game with LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's like, hey, I'm thinking about retiring, guys. It's like, okay, sure, you're not retiring. And then, you know, they're and, and then they're like, counter is, well, we really like the young core, you know. Uh 
Our priority so, is to keep this young core. That's been Polinka's thing. Your move, LeBron. I need a I need a retirement post of man. This wine's tasting good. Might <laughs> enjoy this, you know, for the next bit. Um, yeah. No, I mean something yeah, or nothing. I mean, nothing. Nothing. That's I my no, nothing. that's my nothing sounder. Is that is, oh. is that that you think it's so you don't think you don't think it's anything. You think the Lakers could still go after him. Yeah, because I think they're going to do whatever LeBron wants them to do. Wants them to do, and that's. I mean, I I don't think there's a way around that. No, there, there's not. The, the The Lakers are if LeBron wants to go after Kyrie, and for, you know, all indications are that, or, or just you just look at their team. Okay, what do they need? They need someone else to score. They need another scoring, ball handling type player. Kyrie Irving could be could potentially be available. He's a free agent. Fred VanVleet. Those are the names that are going to go around them, and. There's an easier path for Kyrie Irving and a more direct like connection between Kyrie and LeBron than anything else. And so people are going to speculate about it. Is it actually going to happen? I don't know. The other thing that came from Mark Stein recently is uh, league sources say that the Mavericks would have no interest in a sign-in trade with the Lakers that features D'Angelo Russell as the primary Dallas-bound players. This something or nothing, Isaac Harris? That's something, baby. It's something. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Why is Good. why is D'Angelo Russell? Why would that be such a bad thing for the Mavericks to bring back? Just just humor me on that. It, it, he just doesn't. I mean, you watched him in the playoffs. It's a, it, I did. I mean, I, I don't even want to say like it would be a disservice to Kyrie to say he's you know great value Kyrie. It's just it, it's not even the same. Yeah, I just don't. It everything it, that he's trying to go for right now, what he's about as a player, like I'm, I just don't think it's a good fit at all. Honestly, if you're a Mavericks fan and you like don't watch other teams, which I understand, uh, it would be like a sign and trade with Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back. At this at this point in D'Angelo yes. Russell's career, right? Like, yeah, you know he can score 13 points a game in the playoffs. We saw him recently <laughs> do that against the Clippers in a series. So it would be like that. It'd be like bringing that type of player back, a semi one dimensional type player that you could bring back that has really good games and really bad games. It gets played off the floor sometimes, and like it would be like that. And that's not moving the needle for you. That's not that's not something you could build a package around or a foundation for Dallas. So, to me, this is something. Hey. This to me, this is something because I think that it's good the Mavericks put this out here and are like, all right, we're not just going to take your your junk back for the, for this Kyrie yeah. Irving thing because, like we've said several times now, the Mavericks don't have to, like, the Mavericks don't have to cooperate with this and say, okay, well, we'll just we'll just take whatever you want, Lakers, and you go ahead and take Kyrie if Kyrie wants to go there. Because what the Lakers would have to do to get Kyrie Irving without the Mavericks' help is pay him a lot less than what he could get with the Mavericks, and that's you know that's what yeah. it's going to come down to if they decide to do that. I would take I would take cap space. Like it would be a whole different conversation if Dallas is over the cap. Kyrie's he lit literally leaves for nothing, and you have no cap space and all that stuff. I could I could hear a hey Russell's better than nothing and you well, know it's what the, but the, still it's what the Warriors did they were gonna lose yeah and they turned Kevin him into Durant Wiggins for nothing and so they turned they turned him into D'Angelo Russell and then they turned Russell into Wiggins and so yeah, yeah. that worked out for them but it, they they were in a different situation than what the Mavericks are in right now so yeah I think it's something the Mavericks indicated that uh, here's another thing from from Mark Stein is that all indications are that the Mavericks remain intent on re-signing Kyrie Irving thank you for that Mark. <laughs> is that something it's both <laughs> it's like that's both. something it's both something and nothing because we've heard it like yeah the, the mavericks are you know 
uh, have this <laughs> another one of Windhorse. I almost I almost shared this one too. Uh, the Mavericks have grand plans to build around Kyrie and Luka Doncic. Is that something or nothing? Something. Yeah, because <laughs> it is what it is, right? Like that, that's what the Mavericks are planning on. They're planning and they're putting their plans behind this Luka and Kyrie Irving duo. They are not like trying to. All right, let's try to see if we can get out of this Kyrie thing. Let's see if we can send him somewhere. And that's not what the Mavericks are trying to do. No, not at all. Uh, Kyrie Irving had an Instagram live. He went live on IG last week. And, uh, you know, we told you about it on subtext. So if you're subscribed to that, you'll get the initial reaction to things like that from us and uh, text us. So click the link in the description if you want info on that. Um, Kyrie Irving said this. If it doesn't come from me, meaning news about his free agency, these people do not know me. I'm in no rush to make a decision. The speculation around my name from talking heads on TV. And then he kind of complained about that for, for a little while and was upset about the different people, you know, talking about him. Um, that's that statement in and of itself that, you know, I'm in no rush to make a decision about free agency. Is that something or nothing? I mean, I don't think it's anything. It, I mean, it's Kyrie. Like, yeah, I just don't, I don't really understand him getting mad about the media talking about his free agency. I mean, he's one of the best players. I mean, in the NBA, you know, top 30 player. And he's going to be a free agent, so people are going to talk about it. So, I think it kind the, of comes with the business. The specific thing he was upset about, and I watched the whole thing, is that he he was <laughs> mad about people thinking they know what he's going to do, like that that people were saying this is what Kyrie is going to do. Kyrie is is going to he he wants to go to the Lakers or something like that, and he was upset about people saying that, which. I understand that that aspect of it. It's when he went. It's when he continued on. It was like, let's let's not even talk. We're in the. We're there's still playoff games being played. Like, why am I being? Why am I being talked about? And you're like, okay, at that huh. point, we're gonna talk about you. Like, have you watched ESPN? Yeah, like we're gonna talk about you. We uh, they we don't care a, about talking about the Nuggets. What are you talking about? No, no, they don't. <laughs> TV people are coming out and saying that they're not an interesting team, frankly. Um, <laughs> and so the, that part I don't get. And him saying like, don't at me on Twitter. Like, don't get don't. Don't t- ask me to come to your team and Twitter. Like, that's what it is, man. Like, that's what media is. So there's two parts of it, which there's always two parts to a Kyrie story where it's one part. All right, I, I, I get being frustrated about something, but there's another part of it where you just kind of have to deal with it because that's what it is at this point. Uh, yep. Coming up, let's keep playing something or nothing about Luka's offseason workouts. And oh. have the Mavericks not met with any draft prospects? Mm. Talk about that. Coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can get into Prize Picks right now. See what is on right now for Prize Picks. I'm going to open it up and see what you have. Oh, MLB op- opened up right to MLB, and I was like, I don't, I don't know anything about this. Do you know? Uh-huh. Do you? Un- yeah, do you- give me one. Give All me right. one. I got it. Texas Rangers. Corey Seager, Texas er, Texas Rangers infielder, playing against Detroit on Monday. Will he have yeah. more or less 8.0 hitter fantasy score? Yeah, more. I mean, he's been on a hot streak. Dude can get on the bases. He's he's good. How about Marcus Simeon? 8.0 more or less hitter fantasy score. I'm going to take a less on that. It's tough pitching matchup mm. for him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tough, tough one for him. Uh, you have that for baseball. But then for the NBA, for example, you have game seven. Tatum, more or less 31 and a half points. You can pick the more or less on that. You pick two to six players just like that, and then you put some money down. You can win some money. And if you use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com.
Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs and being part of the show, being part of the Raccoon Squad. We appreciate you. Tomorrow's show, we're doing Jarris Walker's draft profile. We're diving in. We do an entire show on each of the draft prospects we think the Mavericks are going to look at. Uh, we did one on Jaden Hardy last year. The Mavericks ended up drafting Jaden Hardy. So hopefully they'll draft one of these players or acquire one of these players that we do, but we're doing Jarris Walker tomorrow. We've already done Anthony Black, and we've already done – what's the other one we did? Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks. We already did those two. We're doing Jairus Walker tomorrow. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more something or nothing. This weekend, Luka Doncic posted an image or posted a video of himself running up some stairs outside, doing some doing some stair climbs, looking like yeah. he's doing some off-season workouts. Is this something or nothing? Because Twitter really got excited about this. It's the only staircase in Slovenia. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's um, it's nothing. Notably, it's, a flat country, just no st- <laughs> just just no elevation. I mean, I swear, when I saw this video, I'm like, I swear, I've seen a video of him running these stairs before. So I went back <laughs> and watched has. some vid- videos of his trainer uh, there in Slovenia. And yes, found videos from a few years ago <laughs> of him running the same stairs. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, he's gonna train and work out over there. I don't think it's anything. I mean, it's cool that he's working out, but it's it's not like I mean, some people watched it and was like. Whoa, Luca's working out. All right, it's like all right. Okay. Since since we both agree that it's nothing, it's like it's cool to see Luca working out, but it's nothing. Let's do our best, like ESPN or you know FS1. Like let's do our best. Oh yeah, this is some this is something. All right, you want to go first? No, you got it. Bill, I'll tell you if <laughs> if if Luca if Luca runs this off season. He's going to be the runaway MVP. You could go ahead and put the Mavericks there in the finals this coming season. If Luka sheds pounds and he takes it serious, and it looks like he is, he's back home. He's with his friends. He's looking slimmer than ever. Did you even see the haircut? He's got. He's even taking his haircut seriously. This is the summer of Luka Doncic. We're getting the tip-top best shape of his life, Luka Doncic, this fall. Mark it now. MVP. What's the one thing holding Luka Doncic back from being the best player in the NBA, from being a franchise game-changing, title-winning, multiple title-winning player? What's the one thing that's holding him back? Sweet tea. Getting in shape. Doing the work. Being the guy that wants to do go the extra mile. Being in shape in clutch, tight games where he can continue in the fourth quarter. That's the one thing holding him back. And look at him. He's doing it. No one's asking him to do this. There's no coach behind him running, trying to tell him. Jason Kidd is not out there running around trying to tell him. Luka Doncic is doing this. He's doing it himself. He's the one out there making this happen. He's hungry. Do you think it hurt him to not make the playoffs this past year? Do you think it motivated him to not even make the play-in game? He couldn't make the play-in game. This is a hungry, motivated Luka. You can see it running up those stairs. You can tell that he was hungry running up those stairs. And I'm telling you right now, next year, Luka Doncic, finals MVP. Mark it down. Coming up next, (laughs) we'll tell you what kind of hungry Luka was. (laughs) Hungry for what? Uh, Oh, man. Some days I wish we could do that. <laughs> Just ISO on a on a thing like that and like make it a big deal. Like, yeah, do a whole segment on it. All right, uh, we, which I guess we've do, we've done on some things before, but uh, yeah. 
Someone should clip that and just like gotta no, put don't. Uh, Cause somebody will think it's real. I was gonna say I'll <laughs> clip it and put like put music behind it that makes it seem. Um, we could do what <laughs> we could do what Jason Concepcion and, and Jason Gallagher do. They do the the latched on NBA where it looks like locked on format, uh, yeah. and they make we should do like an ESPN one where it makes us Let's look. Do like, a first take one. <laughs> yeah, first take one. Um, okay, the Mavericks are have not been connected to like any draft prospects recently. Hoops hype mm-hmm. has this tracker that you, you sent to me that has like a mock draft and like this tracker where they're tracking all the different prospects and who they've met with so far. Uh, how many have been connected to the Mavericks so far? And, and I, I want to clarify this too. A lot of these teams are who the players are telling reporters that they've met with. So this isn't just a, well, I mean, who said like, they're just, it's just not getting reported. A lot of these guys are, I mean, we were joking earlier about Anthony Black and these, you know, Jairus Walker, these guys who are telling reporters, yeah, I've met with this team, this team, this team, and I'm scheduled to meet with, you know, this team, this team. And it's like, all right, can I see the Mavs, like, attached to any of these, like, (laughs) top 10 guys? Um, You know, we've seen Jordan Hawkins. We've seen Imani Bates. You know, there's a couple, you know, guys here and there, but, like, none of the top 10 guys. Like, we haven't – like, you look at a guy like Jairus Walker, and he, you know, he's, like, he's met with the Jazz. He's meeting with the Thunder. I mean, these are two teams right right before Dallas, right after Dallas at pick 12, you know, OKC. Uh, he's met with some teams, you know, above Dallas and top team, top 10 also. So it's not just players who are meeting with the top five teams. It's players like a Jairus Walker or Taylor Hendricks that we just haven't heard connected to Dallas yet. So we haven't, so, so we haven't seen them connected to many of the, the players in the Mavericks range. Is that something or nothing? I think it's something. I, I do. I do think it's something. Um, now we know that Dallas holds who they work out. It's really close to the vest. Like, I feel like we should do the whole whole spill again. But like, there's teams like the Lakers when they bring in prospects, they bring their media there. They interview them after the draft workout. All this stuff. They'll post their it, draft workout interviews yeah, to their YouTube every, channels, like public and everything. Every team does it different. Dallas for a while now um even into this you know new era new regime they just don't make it public they don't tell people they don't announce it they don't bring media in they don't do any of that stuff so we you know we're not going to hear about every single guy who works out for dallas but where where you do hear it is when a player goes to like an indiana and then they're like hey who have you worked out with oh i just came from dallas and you're like all right cool 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 thank you for asking now we know who's worked out uh the fact that we just haven't heard any player, I do think it means something. I think it shocker here, but Dallas is going to shop this pick a lot. It's the on <laughs> online debate right now. Everybody loves arguing if they should keep it or trade it. And uh, yeah, I think it's just further proof that I don't know if they were all in on drafting a player, I think we would see their names connected to all of these guys at the combine. And I think multiple prospects in that top 10 would be saying, yeah, I met with Dallas. I've talked with them. I've talked, and they would be included in all these lists. I'm going to, I'm going to do the classic zag. This is nothing to me. <laughs> I think that this could just be a scheduling thing where the Mavericks just haven't met with these teams yet. or met with these players yet. We're like, we just don't know if they have done that. like, yeah, we couldn't get our Asana working. So oh, well, they could have them planned for like a week from now. I mean, the draft is not for like what a month couple like 
five weeks. Yeah, they don't have to meet with them at the combine. Yeah. So they, they could have these meetings scheduled. So, so to me, this is nothing. Uh, it, it could be something in, in the end, but at, to me, as, as of right now, if we get to like a week before the draft and we're like, I don't know if the Mavs have met with any play like prospects or, or anybody, yeah. which could happen, then maybe we're like, okay. It could also mean that they have a, a trade already lined up that they just can't call in yet or whatever. So uh, we'll see. We'll see on that. But coming up, let's talk about some playoff lessons. What can we learn from some of these teams? Something or nothing on wing depth centers, uh, your third best player, wild card scores. I got all kinds of lessons I think I've learned from these teams. And we'll talk about if we can uh, apply these to Dallas. We'll talk about that coming up. Boom. All right, Isaac Harris, uh, I just hit the Kevin Harlan <laughs> on accident. Oh, they're talking. They're discussing the podcast. Um, let's talk about some uh, lessons that I think I've learned from some of these teams. I looked at the, specifically the last four teams standing and seeing if I can learn anything from these last four teams. So Denver, the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Heat. We don't know which one of those teams is going to be in the, the finals between the Heat and the Celtics as of right now. But what have we learned? First thing, you have to have three to four starting caliber wings. Denver has is this something or nothing? I'm, this is a lesson I've learned. Yeah, you tell me. You tell me if it's something or nothing, or if, if you right. think I'm, I'm over. I'm overdoing. Okay. You need to have three to four starting caliber wings, uh, and I'll go. I'll go. You have to have four if one of them is not a star. Basically, if one of your wings is not a star. Mm. Go. Denver has Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Contavious Caldwell Pope, and Bruce Brown. The Lakers have LeBron, Reeves, Rui, and Jared Vanderbilt. Reeves kind of a guard, but so is Bruce Brown a little LeBron's bit. still a wing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, t- he's also a small ball five, which we'll talk about a little later. Uh, the Celtics of Tatum, Brown, and uh, Grant, and then like Derek White and Marcus Smart. They kind of like Let's say Marcus Smart counts. They go. He's he handles the ball for them though. I counted him as a ball handler for them. He's like their starting point guard. And then Miami has Butler, uh, Caleb Martin, and Max Struess. Like you have if you if one of your Wing, it's like one of your starting wings is not a star. You have to have four in what the Nuggets have with Gordon, MPJ, KCP, and Bruce Brown. You have to have four that could start on your team. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can uh, – I think people will be trying to um, look at Denver and try to emulate. Um, I almost want to throw out Miami completely. Like, I think they're just uh, – <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it, they're just so far out there of, like, going against the norm of all the things that you try to learn about – even team building and different stuff. But yeah, I'll say it's something. I, I guess something means agree. So yeah. Yes. I am agree. I, am you, I on, let's you, say, am I onto something? Let's, let's do it that way. Yes. I don't, I wouldn't say it's just like groundbreaking. Hey, let me present the sliced bread concept. But I think, no. yes, you, you definitely need a ton of wings. Yeah. The Mavericks have three of those. Reggie Bullock, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway? Question mark? Well, you said starting caliber. Yes, so. I did. So so what how many do the Mavs have? Two? Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that here's a better question. If you took all the wings left in the playoffs right now, how far down in a fantasy draft are you take until you take Josh Green or Reggie Bullock? Pretty far. I know. So, yeah. I mean, I guess. 
But this this is Next why question. We, this, no, this is why we've been so so stuck on they need to they need to add a starting caliber wing and probably two starting caliber wings if we're looking at this. Um, I'll say one. I think they have one. I think Reggie I still believe in Reggie Bullock. Sure. I think yeah, he no, is I, do. I, I think they have one. Right now, I'm just not there with Josh Green as a starting caliber wing in the playoffs. But I think Josh Green could be in the Bruce Brown, Jared Vanderbilt, you know, Rui Hachimura, like Grant Williams type. Like he could be in that 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 stage. But then then that means you have to have two or three starting caliber wings ahead of him, or at least like in the same rotation. So the Mavericks have to add at least one yeah. or two starting caliber wings. And if they add one, it has to be like a 40 minute per game type player. Cause you just yeah. need that. Um, so. They need two this off season. Yeah. Yeah. Centers started looking at centers. Uh, your starting center have to, has to give you either 30 minutes or you have to have two centers that can give you 20 to 25 minutes. And it's not even a bullpen because the ones that you look at where you're like, all right, you're getting, you're getting two, you're getting two different centers is, uh, the Celtics with Horford and Rob Williams. So like yeah. both of those guys are starting Cal like we could start on a lot of teams. And then I looked at the second round play teams and I went with, all right, the Knicks are the, another team that has like two play Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hardenstein that were playing 27 and 20 minutes. Like you either have to have that where it's one guy getting a bunch of minutes or it's two guys getting the same amount of minutes, but it has to be two starting caliber types <laughs> type players. Hardenstein would start for the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I, I agree. The so you look at some of the centers. It's Jokic, and then the backup is they play he, they play a small ball. They just play small yeah. ball five. You kind of got to throw out the Nuggets. With Lakers that. was Anthony Davis, and then they just play a small ball as backup because Bamba wasn't there. Yeah. Um, Miami ha- plays Bam a lot, and then they have like minimal Zeller minutes. He plays like nine minutes. Bam is so frustrating, man. <laughs> I know you text God. me that. I was like, yeah, he. You just want him to be. You just like. Oh, I just. I just have so much high hopes for you like you could just do I so know. many things you look at this the suns they had ayton playing like 30 minutes and then they had the landell bismack biombo combo landell replaced him the warriors had looney playing like 25 minutes and then the small ball that they ran sixers yeah. had Embiid playing a lot like 38 minutes and then paul reed is minimal back so like you look at what the mavericks have to do they have to add a starting center that can play 30 minutes because you just don't have yeah. another player that you could think could play 20 plus minutes in the, in the playoffs but I think another thing that I've learned in the in the playoffs is that if you're if you're going to have one center and then play backup like do small ball five, you have to have a big four for backup five, which the Mavericks have in Maxi Kleba. The yeah. Nuggets, they're they're small they run small ball when Jokic is off the floor. They have Aaron Gordon and they have Jeff Green. The Lakers, they had LeBron <laughs> as their as their like small ball four as their small ball five. The and then the Warriors had Draymond Green. Uh, whoa. Don't be hating on Tristan Thompson. <laughs> he he did get it done. And then uh, the Warriors have Draymond Green. The Mavericks can run that. So, like, I'm not saying the Mavericks need to add two centers this offseason. They need to add one starting caliber, and then they have the, you know, the, the small ball backup works. It's worked for, like, for three of these teams that have gone far in the playoffs this year. They just got to get – I mean, we've been saying they got to invest more and get a solidified starting pick. So, yep. like, if you can – you got to get to 30-minute-a-night center on this team. Miles Turner – a you know insert whoever it is oh god Jared Allen yes to where they play 30 something minutes and then those other minutes it's a maxi playing a small ball five it's another you know bigger wing that you get uh you get a Grant Williams and you're like let's get crazy with it and throw Grant Williams at a small ball five and they need somebody in the Aiton Looney Mitchell even like Horford caliber 
Yeah. They need someone in that range because they have the, they have the backup five in Maxi Kleba, and then in, even in like, you know, Dwight and if, you know Javale, those if Dwight Dwight stays around, yeah, you have the backup to play those minutes. You just don't have the starting minutes at all. Yeah, um, the wild card scores. This one was interesting to me. That you have to have three wild card scores outside of your top two that could give you twenty points on any in any given playoff game. The Mavericks had this when they went to the the Western Conference Finals. You had Luca and and Brunson, but then you had Dinwiddie, uh, Dorian, Reggie, Maxi, and then like you had guys that could give you twenty on any given night because they were hitting so many threes. Um, here are the guys that have scored twenty points in these playoffs: Porter Jr., KCP. Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown for Denver. That's four guys outside of Jokic and Murray. The yeah. Lakers had Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, all scored 20 points, and they didn't have enough scoring <laughs> on, on that team. They only had three. The Heat have had Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, and Duncan Robinson all have had 20-point games in this run. Uh, the Celtics have had Marcus Smart, Derek White, and Malcolm Brogdon. That's all the players that have scored 20 points in these playoffs outside of your top two best players. Hey, can I can I point out a difference of these guys compared to the Mavs guys? Yeah, they're more versatile. Like yeah. Reggie Bullock only scores off of a Luca pass and Maxi. Yeah, like you. Yes, and Maxi. Even Josh Green to the. <laughs> yeah, even Josh Green to an extent. This is they got to take those 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 minutes or those ro- places in rotation and get guys who can be a little bit more versatile. That can you look at those Boston guys? They can put it on the floor. You look at a guy like Caleb Martin, you know Gabe Vincent. Amazing. Like Gabe Vincent's creating shots. He can you know hit shots off the dribble. Um, you look at you know some of the Denver guys. Like you you know even Reeves and Rui. Like what they were doing. It's like they were creating. Austin Reeves you know suddenly could draw fouls like he's Michael Jordan. So it's like, all right, like you got to have guys in those spots that. Is, I don't want to. Yeah. Anyway, it's more like yeah. Can I can I get a versatile, you know? I'm trying to think of an acronym on the spot, but I don't want to like, like it, it's almost like you need more than a three and D, right? Like it's not just the three and D. Three need, and D and me. <laughs> you just need some like in Dallas built with three and D guys, but now they need to transform those spots into guys who can do a little bit more. Three and D and Cree. Three point defense and creating. <laughs> um, but for the Mavericks, if you look at just wild card guys that could score twenty points in a playoff game, Tim Hardaway could. Jaden yeah. Hardy maybe. We'll see if he. We'll, I mean, we're gonna see next year if he's ready for some something like that. Um, but we've seen guys take leaps in their second year, and then Maxi and Bullock. Those are like two guys that we've seen score twenty points in a playoff game, but yeah. it's only because they're hitting it's because three. Of the, yeah. But Duncan Robinson is on on this list, and like you know, he only create he's only getting shots for himself. He's created a little bit off the dribble with like pick and rolls and stuff in the, in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, which is actually wild to watch. Well, he's he's about to change his podcast title to the the miss shot instead of the long <laughs> shot because those two those two shots are gonna haunt him for a while. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think they have to. So, do, can the Mavericks do the Mavericks have to add <laughs> scores? Is basically the other question is. This is an interesting thing. The thing that, that those teams have, and even like Denver's guys, KCP, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, like they can create a little bit for themselves, but not not at like a super high level. Porter Jr. can a little bit, but I would say Porter Jr. and even Aaron Gordon, they can do a little bit more than But when you have a hub like Jokic or Luka, you can you can get away with having guys that aren't like like that. 
I think there's a whole conversation, you know, it's much longer than where we're at right now, but looking at how Jokic plays with those guys in Denver and what Luka can be learning from that. Yes. There's so much stuff with that, of picking the spots, the pacing himself, the, you know, having other people get the ball at certain times, but also it still comes back to Jokic whenever the most important times Jokic knows when the, Hey, I'm going to take over and do my thing. Like there's a lot of stuff. I think Luca and the Mavs should be taken from Jokic in Denver right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I um, got a small something or nothing. Go ahead. Grant Williams. Where's Luca Luca's shoes ever game. <laughs> something or nothing. It's nothing. It's nice. It's nice, but it's nothing. So does Satu okay. Sabli on the, on the Dallas wings. So she was wearing Luca's yesterday. Who's better Satu or Grant? Oh, Satu. Satu is, killing it right now with the Dallas Wings. She's like a top 10 player in the league right now. Dang. So she had beat Grant one-on-one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, so, I think she would. I think I honestly think she would. She's 6'4". She can she can handle him. Okay. Uh, Yeah. There you go. Let us know I what less... I thought you had one more. Oh, okay. I'll do, I'll do the one more. Uh, You have to have at least three to four solid ball handlers on your team. Oof. The Nuggets have Jokic, Murray, and then Bruce Brown, question mark. But, like, also Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter, like, they can all kind of handle the ball a little bit. The Lakers had Russell, Schroeder, LeBron, and Reeves. The Heat had Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. And then I'll throw Tyler Hero in there. Uh, Boston, Marcus Smart, Brogdon, White, Derek White, and then the two wings and Tatum and Brown. Like, you you have to have three to four guys that can legit handle the ball. Yeah, which goes into the versatile spots of like, yeah. you know, you add whatever that third wing spot is, you know, alongside Kyrie playing off Luca in the starting lineup. Like, imagine that spot being a guy who can create. Imagine that being a Marcus Smart. Imagine that being a, you know, and a better version of Austin Reeves. You know, somebody who can, you know, even just Austin Reeves. <laughs> anyway, a slightly worse version of Austin Reeves would be an honor. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Let us know what lessons you've learned from the playoffs, what the Mavericks should learn from those. And uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll be back with the Jairus Walker draft profile. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.